Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in the world of pop culture and see what can we learn from it, what life lessons can we possibly get from these wild-and-out celebrities that can apply to our own lives so we can be better and wiser. I am your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. You guys, it is the day that I have been, we have all been anticipating, so excited for. I was referring to it as Pop Culture Orgasm Day because there was just so much that was going to go on. And we're finally here October 21st, otherwise known as Midnight's by Taylor Swift Day. She just gets more and more famous and more and more hype around her albums as they go. This is her 10th album, and we're still obsessing over her as if she's brand spanking new. And she's so iconic and legendary for that. And let's not forget that she released this album today so it can completely outshine Kim Kardashian's 42nd birthday, which is also today. Happy birthday, Kimberly. I talk about you so much on this podcast, and you literally keep the pop culture entertainment news business in business. And if it was not for you being super fucking greedy and wanting to be the most famous person on the planet, none of us would be here. So thank you so much, Kim Kardashian. You really are a true pioneer of our time and a legend. Happy 42nd birthday. I look forward to you looking the same age for the next 20 years. Also, she released it today to overshine Harry Styles' new movie called My Policeman, where he is going to have a gay sex scene that is apparently better than any gay sex scene we have ever seen in our lives. And I've seen a lot of gay sex scenes, if you know what I'm saying. So I'm really excited for this. Um, Yeah, it's a great fucking day. I'm actually recording this. Sorry to be fake, but I'm actually recording this before Midnight's is coming out because I'm recording it the night before and it has not dropped yet. I got some stuff to do tomorrow, but I'm also going to record my reaction to it. So I'm super excited for that. Please DM me what your faves are. I want to discuss the whole thing. I'm such a Swifty to the bone, but let's get into what we're going to talk about today. And that is as Halloween is approaching, we need to discuss Halloween costumes that you are not allowed to be. They are never okay. And there's one specific Halloween costume this year that is already getting people threats and in trouble. So we have to discuss that. And then we're going to talk about some really sad celebrity family feuds that are going on. Celebrities are fighting their whole family right now, and it's kind of upsetting. And lastly, we're going to do some follow-ups to some of the stories that we have talked about in the past, like Billie Eilish's new older man boyfriend, Post Malone consciously, continuously injuring himself and World, and how Travis Scott is paying for the lawsuits. It is going to be a great episode and a great class session. But before we get into it, make sure to rate this podcast five star on Spotify and five star on Apple Podcasts. Leave a cute little review, screenshot it, post it to your Instagram story and tag me in that screenshot and I will hit you up in your DMs. It helps the podcast grow and I appreciate it so much. And without further ado, welcome to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. Thriller. 
I'm seriously so excited for Midnight's. I've like needed new music in my life. And it's a sad day when you kind of get bored of your playlist and bored of your recently liked songs. And music isn't just like like something that you need to listen to. Because I listen to music profusely. I'm always, not to be like a pick me, but I'm always in like the top like 2% of how much how many hours i spent on spotify on my spotify wrapped and like the whole world i'm listening to it when i'm doing anything i listen to ballads when i'm picking up my dog's shit i'm always listening to music and i've needed new music so fucking bad no shade to all the girlies throwing out stuff lately but taylor swift is just what i need in my life and i hope these 13 songs absolutely destroy me also i want to say i'm sorry if i'm talking weird right now my gums and the back of my mouth have been swollen like on both sides from my wisdom teeth i've my teeth have been like feeling weird and i feel like they're swelling a bit this kind of like frequently happens i feel like my wisdom teeth move around a bit i feel like they're still growing in and i know a lot of people have to get them out in their early 20s so i think that might just be something that i am going through right now which is really unfortunate i've really been struggling through eating it's been so embarrassing i'm like an old lady with dentures i literally needed dentures this week i've been just mushing around food in my mouth and today i finally gotten back to eating good my mom made like a fritos taco casserole it was so good and then i just ate salmon happy to be eating real food again but yeah my gums are a little bit swollen but anyway let me do the intro for this segment that i was gonna do in girl world halloween is the one night a year where a girl can dress like a total slut and no other girls can say anything about it But just because that rule is there does not mean that you can wear anything you want at all. And we need to discuss what is okay and what is not okay because people seem to get it very twisted. And it seems like Halloween claims many victims every year, not from getting murdered or possessed or demons or whatever, from people getting canceled because they think it is their time to shine to get the most attention, to have the best costume. Everyone's trying to one-up each other. We all know someone like that at the Halloween party who kills the fucking buzz trying to have the best costume in the room. You don't need to do that. You 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 can try to impress and put a lot of effort into that. I think that's so cool. But don't try to do something offensive like these. And there's one costume this year, you probably know what I'm going to say, that is already getting people threats because people are already wearing it to their early Halloween parties and everything like that so i just thought i'd tell you guys now and that is the costume of the dead jeffrey dahmer everyone wants to be this gay i'm saying that in a derogatory way gay serial killer who literally killed 17 people predominantly black men and boys and engaged in horrific cruelty with their bodies including trigger warning necrophilia cannibalism and dismemberment Um, despite that, people are loving the show that has come out on Netflix. It's called Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. It's actually one of the most popular shows this whole year. It's became the most, it's the second most viewed English language TV show with more than 200, sorry, 824 million hours of watch time, 824 million since it was launched in December. And People are like loving him and falling in love with him. No wonder your guys' relationships don't work out. You don't even see cannibalism as a red flag. Therapy, all of you. What I will say is I don't, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I don't think it's wrong that they made the television show. I know a lot of people think it is like capitalizing off of the trauma and the cruelty that these families and the victims faced. But I think the Jeffrey Dahmer story, first of all, obviously just the shock factor and the 
the spectacle of, of it all is something that people are going to talk about regardless for a long time. And Ryan Murphy did a really good job as just portraying him as true evil in this show. No part of me when watching it thought, oh my God, I feel bad for him. Oh my God, like, let me catch feelings for him or all his eyes twinkle. Oh, he's smiling. I never really felt any positive feelings for him in the show. I think it made him look truly evil. And this is a good story to, I think, learn. And it's not like it's taught in history class. I just think it's like a cautionary tale of all the evil that is truly in the world and how you can never be too safe. So I'm not going to blame the whole show. I think there's been worst installments of the Dahmer series, though it is a bit overkill at this point. I will admit, I guess Ryan Murphy did a good job at making this version more um stomachable than other ones however it's causing a lot of controversy and a little boy already went as him for halloween and he really was fully decked out he had the p-word creepy comb over hair that jeffrey dahmer has that dirty blonde he had the oversized slutty librarian glasses the painted on five o'clock shadow his nerdy obvious psychopath attire and he had him posing for a mugshot in the missouri jail missouri county jail or whatever and people were so upset at this little boy that they were sending him and his whole family hate and then there's a whole campaign online saying that if you bring your kid to my house on halloween as he is dressed like jeffrey dahmer he is not going to be receiving any candy. Even if he says trick-or-treat with a big old smile on his face. Nope. Honestly, you may as well just give kids dressed like that a severed hand instead because that's what they are asking for is they've dress- if they dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer. Do you not want the Jeffrey Dahmer experience? Here's your severed head, bitch. Exactly. And some of these parents are just choosing their kid's costume for them and dressing them up as a cannibal and saying, oh, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Let me go parade you around the block. You don't look like the best parent in the neighborhood. The You're not keeping up with the Joneses next door. They're going to stop inviting you to the block parties if you let your kid dress as Jeffrey fucking Dahmer. So while the popularity of the show should have stopped after watching it and realizing that Jeffrey Dahmer is true evil and I guess appreciating the story of it and appreciating that he is literally a demon and no one that should be glorified, glamorized at all and remembering the victims and what they went through, I understand that is is traumatizing, but I think there's also a nice aspect in not just completely forgetting about it, not just never talking about it. And Ryan Murphy did paint the victims, I think, in a really good light that they were just average good men. And I, it's good that he painted them that because they were black and gay men that people thought that Jeffrey Dahmer was going out of his way to get. And he made the victims look good. So I'm not going to blame the show. I'm not going to blame specifically Ryan Murphy. I think they can get a little bit of the blame, but it's mostly people dressing up as this. And well, there are some people I I, I just know a gay, a white muscle gay is going to go as sexy Jeffrey Dahmer and go to the gay club and really method act Jeffrey fucking Dahmer. And he's going to get his ass beat. There's families in the South, though, that if you brought your kid to their front door with a Jeffrey Dahmer costume and said trick or treat, they'd probably give you a king size candy bar for being him because you know, the people in the South, the South folk, but now celebrities are calling it out like Simone Biles, gymnast, Olympic gymnast. She said, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Put the Jeffrey Dahmer costumes back in the closet. We are not having it. 
absolutely i completely agree with that and that got 20 thousand likes thank god she started the fucking conversation because then one of the victims mothers came out and said it hurts for netflix and all the online stores to profit off of my son's death if netflix hadn't streamed the show none of these families would be re-victimized and then there'd be no jeffrey dahmer costumes i completely understand what she's saying and i feel for her that must be the most frustrating thing knowing that your son was killed and eaten by jeffrey dahmer and then people are being him for halloween i mean that would just make me want to scream i'd be so furious and like every halloween it would just feel like i'm being like mercilessly mocked i would be so upset so i definitely understand what she's saying i just wish society could understand you can watch content about something or watch a crude crime a true crime story and not feel the need to glorify them or want to kind of indulge in the universe of that person or look up to them in some way or think of him as this fictional character that you can just dress as and it's no big deal he's not just a character this is like a horrible tale like would you dress up as someone in history who did something super bad would you dress up as a dictator of a certain country no because you know that that's stupid they killed people so why would you dress as Jeffrey Dahmer and I wish people could just find that disconnect because there are benefits I think in having the show eBay ban the sale of the costume thankfully I I don't think Amazon did yet Jeff Bezos is so about his money that they probably wouldn't ban it they would probably mass produce it um but yeah people just overall say that it's disrespectful to the families to relive it and it's specifically disrespectful to glorify the murdering of black gay men and turn it into something happy as a halloween costume and i totally agree i still can't believe Katy perry's unwoke ass released that song that said she's a beast i call her karma i'll eat your heart out like jeffrey dahmer was that supposed to be like a bar and we love that song we ate that song up and we still do she performed that damn song at the super bowl so people just need to get the perception of jeffrey dahmer correct and if you want to be someone who is gay and a menace, maybe just go as James Charles. At least there's no solid proof of what James Charles did. And we can't say he's this awful human being. You know, he's still out there being famous and stuff. Just just go as James Charles. Can I be honest with y'all? I actually was James Charles once for Halloween. I think it was 2019. I dressed as James Charles. I did the makeup. I spray painted my hair black. I don't know why I did that. I was crazy for spray painting my hair black. And then I did like nails and got a fan. Oh my God. James Charles actually retweeted me. I was over age. I I mean, I was over 18 at that point. So it was safe and everything good for him. But yeah, I was James Charles and I looked pretty fucking fierce. Not going to lie. Did the whole rainbow look. I really committed. Also, I need to be honest with you guys. The year after that 2020, this is so embarrassing. This is my cringiest Halloween costume, I think, ever. I was going to go as Ted Bundy. Yeah. I was the problem two years ago. I was going to dress and think it was fun to be Ted Bundy. But thankfully, at last minute, I bought the costume and everything. I made a sign that I would hold in my mugshot and be like, Ted Bundy at jail. Basically, that little kid that's getting hate for being Jeffrey Dahmer. I was him. And for some reason, honestly, this is the real truth. At last minute, I felt like the shirt I got to dress as him did not fit my body well. I thought it made me like it just hugged me in the really in the wrong places. It made me look bigger than I wanted to that day. I w- back then I was just feeling insecure, so I was like, just strictly for selfish reasons, I was not being Ted Bundy that night. And I think I put on a onesie that was like an animal. 
or something. But thank God I like ate too much that day or something. And I thought I looked bad because I would have literally been canceled at this point. But now I know glorifying 10 buddy like that is not okay. So I just, I just thought we'd go over some other Halloween costumes that are simply not okay. And if you think of being them, don't. And I'm so sorry if you already were one of them. Please DM me your most cringy Halloween costume. I would love to know. I'm sure we've all made some dumbass mistakes on Halloween. You can literally, there's just so many ways to do it wrong. But here are some obvious ways. Oh my God. I had a friend. Well, we're still friends who he was this is so embarrassing for him this halloween costume was so bad looking back it's almost just like like so obviously bad it's like satirical he was 10 years old and he went as michonne from the walking dead the black woman with the samurai swords and he did full black face he had like dreads and everything and he was fully michonne and there's photos of him and he paraded around town loving just because he was such a big fan of her. Like he loved Michonne. He loved The Walking Dead. She was his favorite character. He would root for her like to stay alive in all the episodes. And he was like a fangirl and he was so happy in that costume. But looking back, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe that even got away back then. And I'm so happy that that shit does not fly these days. And we can now stop ourselves from doing things like that. Julianne Huff in 2013 the like dancer, singer, actor, Julianne Huff. She was Suzanne Crazy Eyes from Orange is the New Black. And if you didn't know, she is black and Julianne Huff is white and she did full blackface and she had to release a whole apology about it. But it's like, girl, you are a grown adult in the public eye and you don't know that. Jason Aldean, the country singer, also did blackface in 2010 and he was Lil Wayne. Okay, Jason Aldean, I'm not surprised. Of course, it's someone in the country community. Um, I would also argue that being Kanye West this year is not appropriate. Just, I was almost Kanye West this year. I was actually really excited. I was going to build a claymation Pete Davidson head from like, you know, you can get those styrofoam heads from Michael's or something. I was going to put clay on it and just make it look like kind of like Pete Davidson and walk around with his decapitated head. After the whole White Lives Matter thing, I'm absolutely not being Kanye. And the anti-Semitism, No. So I'd argue, do not be Kanye West this year. And anything that really has to do with someone's trauma is a big no-no to me. People in 2016 were dressing up as Kim Kardashian, getting gagged, bound, and held at gunpoint and robbed. And thought it was like, they were like wearing a robe and a really long wig and a blindfold on and their hands tied together and a, a gag thing in their mouth. That I can't believe people were doing that to poor Kimmy in 2016. That like... Halloween City was selling that. Those people at Spirit Halloween who manufactured those costumes are on one. They are demonic. I think it's Chucky the doll himself making the costumes at that store because you, and anytime I walk in there, I'm like, is that, every aisle I look, is that okay? Is Should, should someone, should this be up for sale? No. Um. Oh my God, this one is so bad. The chain smokers were um, Ebola patients in 2015 and i mean i'm really not surprised they made closer with halsey i'm not surprised but they went to an event where everyone was dressed like ebola and they called it ebrola now if you don't know that's very offensive because people were dying and not just people people in third world countries who are much less fortunate were dying 
So that is not okay. I, I hope the chain smokers change. I wouldn't doubt it if they just kept hitting their jewel and didn't change, though. Um, Adrian Curry, the first winner of America's Next Top Model one year, was Amy Winehouse. And that could be fine if you're paying her, like, you know, her homage and you're being really nice about it. But no, she was as problematic as Tyra Banks was in 2006. She was Amy Winehouse, but with a needle to inject drugs in her arm. And the gag was, this year, Amy Winehouse was still alive. And she just had to see that. The disrespect was right to her face. How dare she? That is clearly offensive because that is a real disease that Amy Winehouse was going through. I don't know why someone would be that for Halloween. Um, Prince Harry one year wore a swastika. And he said that he was a Nazi. It was actually a costume party, um, not Halloween, but still. Prince Harry, what the fuck? We thought you were one of the good people in the royal family. I guess there's none. That family, I'm not going to say there's inbreeding, but the, the the family is, they need to get out of the castle more. Something else, you cannot sexualize someone's culture for the bit. As I, I know, it's so sad. I'm sorry to break that to you. Let me say it again. You cannot sexualize someone's culture for the bit. Kylie Jenner was a sexy Native American in 2015 um well actually no no she she was a i I think she was a sexy eskimo eskimo i just learned is considered a slur um to people who were living in that region at the time so thank you kylie jenner for teaching us that but she was a very promiscuous um a native american back then miley cyrus paris hilton and ellie golding were all uh, also sexy native americans with a push-up genie bra on bedazzled thongs and a, a headpiece just to really na- just to really nail it in that you know they were clearly native americans um tia maori was a japanese geisha um I'm trying to sexualize that as well and to think she's a halloween legend twitches are you kidding me i need to watch that i really have not watched that this year and it's a must but tia we really expected more from you scott disick in 2015 was a very stereotypical Muslim and he was making jokes about a certain date in September and Khloe Kardashian went out with him and she loved the po- she loved the costume and she posted with him and said chic pussy that was her caption shake pussy a shake I hope I'm pronouncing it right is an Arab leader who is very respected and of course the Kardashians not giving a who's it's what's or fucks thought it was chic. Um, Chris Brown was also a Taliban member. I'd argue even just being Chris Brown for Halloween or just being Chris Brown in general is offensive. I woke up in Chris Brown's body. I'd be so upset. If I woke up in Chris Brown's body, I would first just give so many apologies on my Twitter to everyone that I've offended. Um, but yeah. Oh my god, this th- this one I still see people making mistakes of. People were wearing this to my high school like end of the year for the seniors uh like costume party. Hold on, hold on. I had to take a sip of my water. Oh. Oh girl. My mouth is getting dry up here. All this talking into this mic. So Dwight Howard from the NBA. He the gag is that he has a foundation that supports homeless youth. 
So he's all about that life. And we were hoping it wasn't just virtue signaling, like trying to look like a good person. And he really had mad respect for people struggling with homelessness. But no, he went to Halloween dressed as a homeless person and put a cardboard sign in his hands that said he needs money and had a McDonald's cup trying to get change. Joy, what the fuck? That is not good press for your foundation. It is making you look all kinds of bad. And even before wokeness was really taken over, I knew dressing as a homeless person was so offensive. Like, that is a real-ass struggle. And even five-year-old me was like, no, I'm not being that. So, yeah, those are all the really offensive costumes that I think you guys should not be this year. And all the celebrities have taught us that. Literally everything we just talked about, we have learned, is offensive to mimic, dress as, make a costume out of in any single way. And for the people who are like anti-woke and you're like, we can't wear anything anymore. How can we have any fun on Halloween? It's like, yeah, you can't wear anything anymore. And I'm glad people are getting called out for it. Those things should never have been okay. And there's thousands of costumes for you to choose from. I fucking love wokeness and people just can't do whatever the fuck they want and not think twice about it. I love when people get called out for things like this. So love that. Something I think you should be for Halloween this year is I think you should wear one of those tight spider-man costumes those really tight superhero costumes that the thirst trappers wear Ooh, those are so cute those are so hot you should wear one of those show it all off show us the ass if i could pull it off i would i think all like the body paint costumes are so cool too like people who just wear their underwear and then body paint themselves that like that's what i wish i could be in 10 years when after i take some steroids or something i want to do that I've like in the past like three years, I've been wanting to wear something more like sexy or revealing, especially in the gay community. Like it's so there's almost like a pressure around yourself to like wear something sexy like you have to on Halloween. Like gay people will literally or I don't know if like women do this as well, but they like diet for Halloween. They they set standards They're in September. They're like, oh, preparing for that one day at the end of October and they start doing calorie deficits and doing too much cardio. And that is just not my vibe this year. I'm not going to care enough about looking good for one night while everyone's too drunk to even see me, right? To look sexy in a costume. I'm sorry, that's just not what I'm going to do. And I don't think you guys should feel the pressure to do that either. I think no matter what size you are at um, or what stage in your journey you are at, I think you can wear something tight and sexy and whatever you want and not give a shit what people say. I'm thinking about wearing something a little tight and sexy, just even though I'm not like in the best shape in the world, just just to say that like, I don't care. Just like, I'm going to wear it. I'm not going to starve myself for you guys. Cause that's literally what people feel the need to do. So I think maybe I will do that. Maybe I'll feel inspired and kind of wear something that makes me feel good, but also safe at the same time. Like something that excites me and I'm not going to be scared to show something off, but also that makes me feel safe. And I'm very excited about that. Um, I still don't have any plans for Halloween, though. (laughs) Last year, I was Travis Barker, and I thought it was so sexy. I put fake tattoos all over my body and wore, like, a Blink-182 shirt and a hoodie. No, not a hoodie. What's it called? Like a hat. Like a... What is it called? Like Like a snow hat. There's a word for that. A beanie. I wore a beanie. I looked so hot. Someone was my Kourtney Kardashian, and after that, I got obsessed with wearing fake tattoos. But yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be this year. Let me know what you're going to be, though. I'm dying to know. I think Halloween costumes are so much fun.
Sometimes your family is not the people that you were born into. Sometimes it is your chosen family, your close friends, your coaches, teachers, coworkers, fellow community members. It's not always the people that you were born into because sometimes it just does not work out. And recently, um, a few celebrities have been having very bad relationships with their families. And I just thought it was very interesting to talk about. And since they're so open about it, I want to talk about some celebrity family feuds right now. And I'm not talking about the obvious ones like Britney Spears, who parents literally trapped her in a conservatorship and were drugging her without her knowledge and mentally abusing her and forcing her to work under extremely strenuous conditions and not allowing her to leave her house or get pregnant or have babies in the family that she wants or get married. That is clearly not what I'm talking about here. We know that. We've been there, done that. We covered Free Britney. And I'm so glad that she's posting her titties and coochie with heart emojis over them on Instagram. If that is what makes Britney happy, girl, show it all off. We love it. But there's actually one family right now. Um, the Cyrus family. Did you guys know about this? The Cyrus family is feuding. And it, I'm like literally so upset. But when you hear this, if you don't know about it, you're going to gag and die. So... And that's not a threat, but like you're going to figuratively gag and die. So Miley and Billy Ray Cyrus, who we grew up with on Disney Channel, the original dadager, they are like breaking up. We need Dr. Phil immediately. Like this, this cannot happen on my watch. Here's what's going on. Billy Ray Cyrus and Miley's mother, I think her name is Trish, Tish, they got divorced about two years ago. But Billy Ray Cyrus is now newly engaged. And he is with someone who is a singer. Her name is Fire Rose. And she is, wait for it, Miley Cyrus is 29. Fire Rose is 28. Yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus, 61. His new fiance, Fire Rose, 28, younger than his daughter. <laughs> Laughing through the tears. What the fuck? I literally, I literally cannot listen to Old Town Road anymore. I cannot ride anymore. He said, take your horse to the your horse to the Old Town Road. Ride to you can't anymore. Let me get off. Let me get off this horse. I cannot ride with you anymore, Billy Ray. The the bigger gag is is that Billy Ray and this woman met on the set of Hannah Montana when she was still a teen. So there's a 33-year age gap. I think someone should play 29 by Demi Lovato. Finally 29. That is so scary to me. So clearly he is something that starts with a G and ends with rumor. It's true, it rhymes with boomer, which he is also that. Um, this has apparently upset Miley very much, not because there's any cheating going on in the marriage. Allegedly, that's what any sources claim. They claim that the marriage was already over by the time Billy Ray and Fire Rose were getting it on together. But apparently Miley is very upset about how her dad handled the process of moving forward after they broke up. And a source said that Miley is all about peace, but she didn't agree with some of the things that her father has done. It has really escalated and they are not on good terms and they haven't really spoken at all this year. That makes me so sad that there's that big rift between them. I would have never guessed that. They seemed like the most inseparable mother, I mean, father-daughter duo in the whole world. I'm 
so upset. This is like my family breaking up. I'm that affected by this. I want to get involved. I don't know. I feel so bad for them. Um, that's kind of just all we know right now. Billy is very creepy for doing this. Miley's not happy about it. And Miley's like really protective of the mom, apparently. Even though it does seem like Billy and Miley are the closest of everyone, Miley and her mom, Tish, are super, super close. And she kind of like is, I guess, according to these sources, known to take Tish's side and be super protective. Maybe because Miley like knows that Billy would do something kind of shady or something. But it's really sad. They're still not talking to this day. And they both unfollowed each other. You can go and check. And that's just awful. And Miley did say, according to one source, that she wants to eventually work on it. But right now, she just cannot see him or speak to him. But I really hope they do work it out. But I don't know if I could face my dad if he got with someone who is the same age as me. I'd be super uncomfortable with that. But hopefully they can just... Miley, somewhere within her, can find some way to still have a relationship with him. Um, these are some tweets about it. Someone said, why did Billy Ray have to be a groomer too? This breaks my achy, breaky heart. And that had 40,000 likes. This one says, Billy Ray Cyrus is engaged to a girl who is one year younger than Miley, who he allegedly met on the set of Hannah Montana. I literally want to puke and die. Also, their face tune is so weird. What is even going on? Yeah, a huge red flag in someone for me is if we take photos together and then they face tune me to their liking. Girl, you are not going to warp the narrative of my face on social media. The fuck? And Fire Rose is really doing that to, to Billy. Billy looks like... First of all, Billy Ray has the 2014 ombre hair going on right now. Maybe there's a midlife crisis. Maybe he's trying to seem young. Billy is looking weird. Um, This person just outright said, Billy Ray Cyrus is a groomer, pervert, and pedophile. I mean, yeah. Very sad to see. So I need them to get back together but I totally understand Miley is keeping a distance right now, but it is really inspirational. I think that she at least wants to work it out more. So I love that. And at least Billy Ray was there for Miley in her early career days and super supportive of her and helping her through those times. Unlike some other young stars, families, other dads seem to want to totally ruin their careers, even at the earliest of stages. And of course I'm talking about Addison Ray's dad, Monty Lopez. There's been a huge development in the story of the Addison Ray family. So if you didn't know, Monty Lopez at one point, I'm sure he started to dabble in some not over-the-counter medications, if you know what I'm talking about, because he's been being a huge menace on social media. It seems like he's been on a bender for months. He's he's living the Charlie Sheen life, banging girls, getting money. That's what he thinks he's doing. And he thinks it's cute, but he's really just embarrassing his whole family online, as you guys have probably seen. He also um, sold merch that's has the words bad dad on it and fame whore and dilf. So he's really embracing the whole I ruined my whole family aspect because they all got famous at the same time and just were a normal family in Louisiana, but fame has just really destroyed Monty Lopez. And even the mom in the situation was acting up Sherry Easterling. She was feeding into Monty and feuding with him a little bit online. And she went to the VMAs with Young Gravy and was making out with him on the red carpet and letting Young Gravy just objectify her and call her a MILF. So Edison Ray eventually just unfollowed both of them because she was so embarrassed that her dad was trying to act like Dan Bilzerian. And the mom was trying to be like, I don't even like Chris Jenner or something or 
the mom from Mean Girls trying to pretend like she's still young. Poor Addison. A quote um, from a source to Entertainment Tonight said, Addison is so embarrassed by her parents at this point and trying to keep her distance from them. She's trying to stay grounded and focus on the projects that she's working on. She doesn't want them to impact her future. Absolutely. And it was really hard to watch Addison go through all this, especially because she did just start releasing music and movies and just keeps getting bigger and growing. And I like Edison. I don't think she's a bad person. I don't think she deserves the hate that she gets. So it sucks that her career could have been destroyed by her fame or money-hungry parents. But luckily, Sherry Easterling is doing a lot better now. I think she cut ties with Young Gravy. Thank God. And Addison and her mom actually went on a trip together. And they were just on Instagram together on a boat and just looking like a normal family with her younger brothers. So I'm glad that one of the parents is kind of like doing better now. And Addison followed her mother again online. So either even, even though Monty's still making this family very anxious and kind of raining on their parade that they could have had, at least the mom is kind of recentering herself. And I'm happy for Addison in that sense. And I like that Addison was like, like willing to forgive the mom so quickly and, go on a trip with her and just get back to being a family. I love Edison for that. And I'm wishing her like literal, a lot of success, a lot of success because she deserves it. She is someone who I could see going really far. Someone else who has recently talked about her experience with her family, Adele. I don't know if you guys remember, but while Adele was doing press for her album 30 earlier this year, she was talking a lot about her relationship with her dad. So here's some background with the whole thing. Adele, her father walked out of her life when she was three, leaving her mom to just raise her as a single parent. And her dad actually admitted that he was a really rotten father to her. And he was a very um, in-deep alcoholic. Unfortunately, he said that he was putting away two liters of vodka or seven, eight pints of Stella every day. He said he drank like that for three years. God only knows how I survived it. Yeah, that's absolutely wild. His poor liver. Holy fuck. Also so expensive. But hey, that's what the disease does. And I'm se- I'm sending him all the healing. Um, oh, wait, never mind. He died. I'm sending him peace. That is what I'm, I'm sending him in the, in the afterlife. Anyway, clearly that affected her relationship with him. And he was just never there for her. Growing up, even when she would ask him to, she said that she invited him to things when she was like 12 or 15 and he would just never show up. So she thought that she would never really be able to forgive him. And then one day when she found out that he was sick and had a grim prognosis, she like a flip changed in her head and she decided to immediately go drive to see him and mend that bridge a little bit and almost like swallow her pride and not want to be mad anymore and just go see her father um, one last time and one of the craziest things is she actually said in her grammys record of the she won record of the year at the grammys for hello and in her speech she said she doesn't love her dad that was a few years before he started getting really sick but just listen to this clip thank you obviously to greg thank you to everyone that voted and thank you to my manager um because um the comeback as it were was completely masterminded by him and you executed it incredibly and i owe you everything i have we've been together for 10 years and i love you like you're my dad i love you so so much i don't love my dad that's the thing but that doesn't mean a lot but i love you like i would i love you like i would love my dad and of course my dream oh bloody hell um my dream and uh, 
my idol is Queen Bee, and I adore you. And I am... You move my soul every single day, and you have done for nearly 17 years. I adore you, and I want you to be my mummy, all right? Isn't that crazy? I can't believe she just casually said that. Why don't I remember that? But damn, I guess it was pretty deep at that point. It seems like at that point, she was just very accepting of the fact that she maybe was realizing she was never going to have her dad in her life. And it was kind of just normal to her at that point. But she said that moment when she decided to forgive him and go see him was one of the biggest moments of her life. And like one of the best. And she said... When I found out that he was ill a few years ago, I got this call and I drove straight there. It was hard, but it was definitely one of the biggest moments of my life in a good way when I went to go see him. I felt that huge gaping hole was just filled. We forgave each other. We found our peace together. And then I played the album to him on Zoom. Oh, so he got to hear the album before he passed. Then she said, I made the peace with him when I found out he was sick. And we actually really got it on, which was amazing, but also sad because he was really bloody funny. He is really funny. And I don't remember that when I was little, but it was really nice. We laughed and we gossiped and we cried and it was great for both of us. Oh, why it makes me so happy, but so sad at the same time. And I'm so happy she forgave him and went and go and saw him because imagine if she didn't and she kind of just had this emptiness, that void in her forever where she was just accepting that her dad was never going to be there for her and never have even an ounce of a relationship with her and now at least she can move forward knowing that he was like had a disease and he didn't want to do all those awful things to her and he did love her and was so excited to see her when she went to go see him when he was like dying of his disease and they got it on so well and they were like friends and that's the way you want to remember the whole thing, knowing that at least you did your part and tried to mend that relationship and have a good moment with them. And even Adele said after, even after he died, she like had a physical reaction. She said when she found out that he died, she almost like gasped out loud and just felt like any tension or anger was just released from her body because she was able to make amends right before he died. So I'm so happy for her. Someone else on this um past family feud thing who kind of had a a really similar experience to what Adele just went through was Jennifer Aniston I never talk about her on this podcast I realized that I don't think I've spoken about her once people love her though people eat her up anything she does they she could shit on an episode of friends and she would get a million dollars for that she could be the co-lead of a shitty Adam Sandler movie that is completely unfunny and people would still go watch that movie and she did and you guys still watch that movie so people just love her but she also had a pretty bad relationship with both her mom and her dad so uh, just a little bit of background with her when she was really young her mom just kind of told her one day that her dad was not going to come back and jennifer told us that she didn't say he was going to be gone forever i don't know if i blocked it but i just remember sitting there crying not understanding that he was gone I don't know what I did later that night or the next day. I don't remember anything other than it being odd that all of a sudden my father wasn't there. And then he was gone for a while, about a year. And then they had a rocky relationship the rest of her life. But her mom is who she really had a huge falling out with. And it just ended in the few recent years. 
So her whole life, she had a tumultuous kind of like love hate relationship with her mom. She said that her mom was really critical of her quote. She was really critical of me because she was a model and she was gorgeous, stunning. I wasn't, I was never, I honestly still don't think of myself in that sort of light, which is fine. She was also very unforgiving. She would hold grudges. And I just found that so petty. I can't believe Jennifer Aniston doesn't think she's like gorgeous. It doesn't, she live literally do like cover girl campaigns people look at her as the most beautiful woman in the whole world but that just goes to show like if your parents the people who you want to trust the most and give you the most confidence don't say those things about you it could really just ruin someone and give them a complex and that's horrible anyway their relationship got really really bad in 1999 when her mother decided to go behind her back and write a tell-all book about jennifer aniston's life and their life growing up and jennifer aniston is really notoriously private about her super personal life so she was super blindsided by that she was super mad about that and they didn't talk for 15 years the book was called mother to daughter to friends a memoir the way she pimped out friends in that title, like she really just used her daughter for money in that sense. And that's really gross. But Jennifer didn't invite her to either of her weddings with Brad Pitt or Justin Thoreau. And they didn't talk until 2015. But somewhere along the line in 2015, Jennifer found out that her mother was sick and a light bulb kind of went off in Jennifer's mind that she knew she could forgive her mom. And that was her mom. And she wanted to have a relationship with her shortly after in 2016. So they really only had like a year of connection. Her mother died. RAP. That is so sad. And Jennifer kind of had this epiphany afterwards where she told outlets that my mom said all those things when I was growing up because she really loved me. It wasn't her trying to be a bitch or knowing she would be making some deep wounds that I would then spend a lot of money trying to undo she did it because that was what she grew up with. And that makes sense. Her mom was a beauty queen. She was in pageants. Maybe she thought that that was showing love and looking out for her daughter. And she was so petty and rigid because that's who she grew up with. It was not that she was trying to offend or trying to make her daughter not like her. Jennifer continued, she was missing what was actually important. I think she was just holding on and doing the best she could, struggling financially and dealing with a husband who was no longer there. Being a single mom in the 80s, I'm sure, was pretty crappy. I mean, writing a tell-all about you is pretty fucking crappy, but at the end of the day, that was her mom, and she wanted to have a relationship with her before she died. And I love the like deep level of understanding and the just... It goes to show that the bond of family is really stronger than any other when you're able to look past something like that and realize they weren't trying to hurt you or tear you down. They kind of just made a mistake. And I'm so happy that they got to kind of like relish in those, even if it's just a year of having a relationship, because I'm sure that helped Jennifer heal a lot. Um, Someone else I want to talk about is Beyonce and Rihanna. They both don't have or didn't have good relationships with their dads. With Beyonce, she actually used to like grew up and really liked him. And he was like her dadager too. I don't know if you guys know this, but Beyonce's dad would manage her when she was in both of her girl groups going up and then her solo career as well. And then she fires him in about 2000. 
11, I believe, because it was rumored that he was allegedly embezzling money from the singer's I Am dot 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 world tour, which ran from 2009 to 2010 and accumulated $143 million in revenue. Apparently, a sizable percentage of that was missing, and the dad was the one that was supposed to be in charge of that. He said that he did not do that, and Live Nation was making lies and telling Beyonce this because other people on Beyonce's team didn't want her dad managing her anymore, and it was a smear campaign, blah, 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 blah. Something I've learned is, like, men can go to the end of the earth and lie so well. I've been caught almost believing men sometimes, and I'll, like, smack myself in the face and be like, snap out of it. They're lying. So I think he was lying because, according to court documents, her dad had pilfered her funds while she, well, he was her manager. Um, the Rolling Stone said this, and that this was then confirmed by an audit, which had been conducted by Beyonce's legal team, prompting in the manager's firing from his role. And then after she fired him, she was kind of hoping their relationship would go back to how it was, like really good. But apparently it just got worse. She did not get her dad back afterwards. And then, I don't know if you know her song, Daddy's Lessons, but it's all about how she knows her dad is a bad guy and her dad knows that he's a bad guy. And the lyrics go, When trouble comes to town and men like me come around, my daddy said, shoot. He's like, shoot men that are as shitty and bad in relationships like he was too her mom so i don't know if she wrote that as just a kind of like love letter but also like lesson to her father but apparently their relationship never fully healed and after the firing he would really only come to important events in her life and after the whole affair that he was having behind tina's back which is her mom and got another girl pregnant their relationship never has fully recovered, but he still goes to the important stuff because I think Beyonce just knows that that's still her dad and she wants him at the birth of her children and the wedding and things like that. But according to sources, he's pretty much non-existent in her day-to-day life. Someone else who had a similar experience is that Rihanna, her own dad tried to give up details to the press about her relationship with Chris Brown to the media without her consent. Obviously, when they were a firestorm in the media after everything that happened to them, people were trying to get information left and right. And her own dad got probably millions of dollars for giving information about his daughter to the press. And this is what Rihanna said about it. She said, what do I even mean to him? It's really strange. And she was in tears. That's the only word I can think of to describe it. Because you grow up with your father and you know him and you're a part of him, for goodness sakes. And then he does something so bizarre that I can't even begin to wrap my mind around it. You hear the horror stories about people going behind your, going behind other people's backs and doing strange things, but you always think, not my family. My father would never do that to me. Isn't it crazy? These dads could make out with so much just by being the father to these legends and icons, but they still go behind their back for an extra buck. And that is really shocking. And I completely agree with Rihanna. I wouldn't know how to cope with that. I'd be so dumbfounded and bizarre really just is the way to say it because some of these humans just display such bizarre, weird, sketchy, shady, fucky behavior that it's, you can't even say that it's bad behavior. You can't even say that it's evil. It's just fucking bizarre. Why would either of their dads do something like that? Allegedly, it's the same situation as Beyonce though. Like he's only in the important parts of Rihanna's life and very limited contact there. 
before I wrap this up, kind of just these family feuds that have been going on in recent years, I want to talk about Ariana Grande. Because Ariana, who is my fave, I like worship at the feet of Miss Ariana Grande. Her mom and dad split when she was eight. And then she had a major falling out with her dad in about 2013. So right before she really blew up and came and became super famous. And I don't know how, like, the dad didn't, the dad knew how talented she was. So it must have been a really bad falling out. The dad was like, I don't care how talented you are. Like, we're not talking. So they didn't really talk for a while, allegedly. This is what Ariana said. Falling out of touch with my dad, it's private, but it happened last year. It took me so long to be okay with it. And that was in 2014. And obviously her name is Ariana Grande, but her dad's last name is Butera. She only takes her mother's last name. And that's not even just like for stage name. She goes by her mom's last name all the time. Her and her mom's side of the family with like Frankie and the Nona are all super, super close. One of the closest families I've ever seen. Italian. Like literally are up each other's booties every single day. And she's kind of thrown some shade at her dad before in the past. Obviously with the lyrics and Thank You Next. One day I'll walk down the aisle holding hands with my mama. I'll be thanking my dad because she grew from the drama. I was like, oh, not her calling out her dad in a song. Okay. Damn. She called out her dad in a number one hit. Fuck. And then for her mom's birthday one year, she said, mommy, I love you so, 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 so much. Thank you for being a mom and a dad. So we don't know what happened between them, but she wants to keep it private. It must have been pretty bad, though. But in the last few years, Ariana has even more than just a little welcomed her dad back into her life. And this is why she said she did it. The thing that got me there was embracing the fact that I am made up of half of my dad and a lot of my traits come from him. So much of me comes from my father. And for so long, I didn't like that about myself. I had to accept that it's okay to not get along with somebody, but still love them. And then they've been seen hanging out more and in Father's Day posts and stuff like that. And I don't know if you remember at the Grammy, she changed the lyrics to Thank You Next and she was performing it. And she said, I'll be thanking my dad because he's really awesome. Oh, and it was so cute that she made her dad look good for a few seconds on the stage. He was probably so pissed about that line. And that was like her way to just put a bandaid on it. And I think that's so fierce. And the fact that she called him out and kind of keeps him at a distance, I just think is smart. But she still gets to have a relationship with her dad. Kind of like all these stars. They've done some really fucked up things to their children. But for some reason, they just always found their way back to them. Because I think deep down they knew that they would regret it forever if they didn't. So what can we learn from this? I know that forgiving your parents can be hard and they may not deserve it. But even if there's a little bit of love left and you think that no matter what they did... Even if they wrote a tell-all book about your life or tried to embezzle money from your tour or sold information about you to the tabloids or just weren't present or weren't the best. I think if there's even a little bit of love intention that you get from them or even any good intentions, even just a little, little bit, I think you should try to do your best to establish at least a slight relationship with them. With boundaries, of course, hold them at a distance if you have to. But I think a broken relationship with your parents can affect you way more than you think. 
and giving it your best to make it it work even just a little even as a child that's not supposed to be your job but it will just make you feel as whole as you can be because even like Adele and Beyonce and Ariana were saying they kind of didn't feel whole before they had a relationship with their parent again or like Jennifer Aniston she forgave her mom so it seems like it was just affecting them in deeper ways than they could have even known about so maybe just swallow your pride a little and just kind of learn from these celebrities who understand that their parents are broken humans too and dealing with lifelong trauma that they were raised in and they are not perfect at all and it's not letting them off the hook it's letting yourself off the hook and even if there's a little bit of hope there i think that you should just try it the only way it will get better if you is if you do put some effort into it and knowing them more and trying to have more of a relationship will, will help you understand them more and help you understand yourself more and where your points of view and perspectives and trauma comes from and just help you fill that void in yourself. And basically the overall lesson here is try to have as much or as little of a relationship with your parents as you see fit, because at the end of the day, they're literally half of you and you're not going to get that from anyone else, unfortunately, in some situations. So not saying that you have to 100%, but I think if things can be looked past, even to let them in a little, you should. Thankfully, I like my parents. Um, thank God. Um, I would do anything for my mom. My mom is throwing a Halloween party on Saturday. She's so excited about it. She's just like, it's just with her and her kids. And she's getting like all these desserts and making dinner and wants to play games with us because she just loves Halloween. Um, and I'm so excited to go and just play a Halloween game with her. I've been telling you, I've been watching a lot of scary movies lately and it's been giving me literally night terrors and anxiety just walking around my house at night, but it will be worth it because we're playing, um, like horror movie trivial pursuit. So I'll have a little bit more, bit more knowledge than I did before this season. But yeah, I'm super excited. So per. Okay, so with the last few minutes of the podcast, I just want to do some follow-up to some of the old stories that we talked about. If there's been a conclusion or further developments, I think you guys like when we do some kind of roundups at the end. It's fun to just follow up. So the first thing I want to talk about is the whole Billie Eilish dating an older man. And you guys, it is official now. It's officially official that Billie Eilish, 20 years old, is dating Jesse Rutherford, 31 years old. And it's also official that he did know her when she was just 15. Can you believe that? It's like you have to watch out for groomers these days like landmines. They're everywhere. I'm not saying he was. I'm not saying he was. Jesse Rutherford's legal team, if you're listening to this, I'm not saying he was. But it is suspicious. And people are really upset about this. Let me just read you some of the tweets. This person said, Jesse Rutherford is too old for Billie Eilish. And it's made worse by the fact that he met her 
when she was barely 16. The Neighborhood is one of my favorite bands, but it looks like I'm about to stop listening to them. I'm so devastated. I hope Billie knows what she's doing. This person said, apparently Jesse Rutherford is dating Billie Eilish. I'm sorry, but if they really are together, then that's really weird. And there's a word for that. And it's groomer. So those people basically said what maybe I was thinking or maybe I wasn't thinking, but good luck to Billie out there now that it's official. I'm dying to see how this one ends and how long they last. Love Billie. Hope she makes some good music after this. Post Malone. I want to give you guys an update on him. Last time we talked about Mr. Posty, he was breaking his ribs at his concert. If you don't remember, he like fell through a hole in the stage at one of his shows. And it was really bad. It was like that video of that, like the first video ever on YouTube of that plus size woman on a table who hit her ass and the whole table tipped over. What was it called? So, like someone takes a tumble. He took a motherfucking tumble on his stage and you could literally see the pain in his face when he fell and in front of an arena of people too. I can't even handle falling in front of my dog and I think it's embarrassing. So he, he is so strong. He, he, he's just so strong for going through all of that. But anyway, he had to put off his tour for a second, canceling a few dates and then he got back on the road and guess what you guys, he fell again on stage. He fell again after he healed from his injury he twisted his ankle really bad and fell to his knees and then he tried to keep going but then laid down for a second and the pain was just too much he said and stagehands eventually had to rush to his side to see what happened post malone's body is getting beat the fuck up he's not gonna be able to take much more of this and he's not even that old i truly feel bad for the for him he's like deteriorating falling apart no one is saying congratulations to him anymore, like his song said. I'm kidding. But he was able to keep it going, keep the show going and finishing it. But he said he's not going to be able to dance as much. And he was kind of standing there like trying to, it looked like he was just really stiff trying to hold himself together. But his tour is going to continue. I'm sure he's taking care of the injury. And he needs to like wear bubble wrap or styrofoam around himself or something. The next update, which I love, is about Shakira. And we talked about how Shakira's ex-husband was cheating on her. And she was then trying to get with Chris Evans and another superhero. I forgot which one, but his name is Gerard Peak. I hope I'm saying that right. Gerard Peak, I think it is. He's a soccer player. And he's admittedly pretty cute. But he cheated on one of the baddest bitches in the game publicly. And Shakira was again trying to get with some other men at first trying to get revenge but now she's got some real revenge because she just put out a song and she embarrassed the shit out of him in this song singing lines like suddenly you were no longer the same you left me because of your narcissism and saying that he was making their love delirious and it was his fault totally agree i'm blaming the man i'm not blaming shakira agree completely and now the biggest revenge is that Shakira, she got like a brand deal or something with Spotify and Barcelona's soccer team promotes Spotify on their jerseys because advertisements are everywhere these days. Advertisements are really soulless. Sometimes I'll think to myself, wow, it almost seems that every second of the day I'm seeing an advertisement even in just my peripheral vision. Shit is being advertised to us so much. I hate that. But she said that, or the gag is, Shakira 
now has this brand deal with Spotify, so her name is going to be on the front of Barcelona's soccer team's jerseys. So now her ex-husband, who cheated on her, has to wear her name on his jersey. It's going to say Shakira in big letters on the front of his jersey. That is so humiliating. And every day he goes to work and every day he's on camera. Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. That's how you do it. A bad bitch will never lose. She'll always get the last laugh. And a shitty man like him will not. And that's fucking hilarious to me. And I'm like, I want to buy one of those jerseys just to wear it around, ironically. Good for Shakira. The last update we want to talk about is finally an update with the lawsuits going on with the Astro World situation. So, I mean, I'm sure you remember what happened in Astro World. It was almost a year ago. If it doesn't feel like that long ago. It was November 5th last year that the tragic concert happened, I believe, taking the lives of nine people. And then Travis and um I forgot who was hosting. It was like Seat Geek or something. I don't know if it's exactly Seat Geek, but oh no, 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 no. Live Nation, I think it was, who like puts on the concerts. And even some other artists were being sued for over one billion dollars in lawsuits and people really weren't sure how Travis was going to pay for that. Or is he just going to steal all Kylie's Kylie cosmetics money? What's going to happen with that? Um, but one of the lawsuits were just settled or a few of the lawsuits were just settled. So Travis is trying to like move on legally now a year later. So this is what we know again, nine people, I believe died. And one of the victims families of the, man alex acosta who was 21 when he died that is so sad rest in peace they brought their lawsuit to a settlement and it said the claims brought by the family of axel acosta against travis scott live nation and others involved in the World tragedy have settled the terms were not disclosed so we don't know how much he got or everything but i'm glad the family was able to come to a settlement there and maybe get a little bit of closure and just be able to move on at least a little bit i know they'll never be able to fully move on but at least just take that next step in their healing process and get that settlement done another family of brianna rodriguez a 16 year old oh my god mm, that's so sad wow i can't believe that fucking happened and travis scott just gave that dingy apology on his instagram story oh my god it's insane it's so sad. I can't even fathom it. But anyway, her family also settled her lawsuit as well. So two of the victims, apparently this is moving along. Maybe Travis will come back one day. I don't know how I fully feel about it. Like, should does Travis deserve to come back at all? I don't know. I, I'm sure he will. And I'm sure his fans will buy his stuff. But sigh. Whole thing makes me sad. It's so insane that that even happened but anyway that's an update on all those situations i hope you guys like the little roundup segments let me know if you do let me know if you just want to hear something new but yeah i think i'm liking them i think i'm a vibe with them for now and per. well thank you guys for joining me on pop culture university today i hope you had an amazing class session and you're gonna leave me a good review on rate my professor <laughs> So people will come in the future, but seriously, rate this podcast five stars, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave me a cute little review, screenshot yourself listening to it, post it to your Instagram story, and I will hit you up in your DMs, and we can key, key, and I appreciate it so much. Um, Midnight's is about to drop. I'm so excited. We'll discuss that on the next episode. We'll discuss 
Kim's birthday next episode and what she did because I'm sure she's doing something outrageously problematic and expensive. And Harry Styles' new movie I'm seeing on Saturday night. So I'm so excited to watch him have gay sex. And I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. I was like, what day is it? <laughs> I hope you have an amazing weekend. Um, admittedly, today was kind of a hard day for me. I had to have some really hard conversations with certain people. And yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about it at a later date. But yeah, it was a little bit of a tough day. So doing this podcast definitely lightened my mood. So thank y'all for being there for me in that sense. Literally, you don't even know how good this podcast makes me feel. And almost like talking about the pop culture and then giving some like even just hint of positivity or a cute little nugget of wisdom or life lesson at the end. Like that just spreads positivity to me, even though I'm the one telling it. So the positive vibes of you guys and how nice you guys and sweet you guys are in my DMs and just this whole thing always makes me feel better at the end of the day, even if it was a little bit of a rough day. So I appreciate you guys for that. And we all got each other here. And I appreciate you guys so much. And I cannot wait to talk on Tuesday. But until then, enjoy Midnight's. Respond to my story and tell me your faves. And I can't wait to discuss the whole thing. And yeah, until next time. Hope you enjoyed PCU. And I'll see you on Tuesday. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.